to go um, even further back and, and look at your childhood and coming up through the ranks. Now, I was talking to Ted Kravitz about you the other day, and it made me laugh because I said, and I don't know where I got this from, maybe you told me this and duped me, but... I said, well, he went to Cambridge, didn't he? And Ted went, no, he's not that clever. I mean, he's smart, but he's not that smart. You didn't. You went to Loughborough. That's, That's right, right, isn't it? Yeah. So you must have been sporty as well as clever. What was your sport? Football. Uh, always, always football, really. Um, so you must have been pretty handy at it to go to Loughborough because all my mates that went to Loughborough were good at sport and wanted to get a decent degree as well. No, not really. I think I think Loughborough. It's, it's a bit of a misnomer, really. Loughborough is a really, really good um, engineering degree. It's a fantastic engineering degree, and the reason why I picked uh, Loughborough was because um, because it's got a little bit of a, the, something to do with sport, um, but it's it's more to do with the fact that it's more to do with the fact someone's moving chairs about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to our listeners for this dragging of furniture across the room. Pick it up. I'll send Smedley in. Has it stopped? Yeah. Um, so I went to I went to um, just because it was a great engineering degree, but it was also a little bit practical as well. I've always been quite a practical engineer, um, and um, so I like to get my hands dirty. You know, I like to kind of get in there and, and, and make stuff. Um, as well as understanding the theory, you know, I'm I absolutely I'm I'm slightly obsessed with with maths and stuff like that, which makes me an uber geek. So I wouldn't I think that's a Ted's perception of what you know smart people go to Cambridge or, or Oxford. Um, there's a little bit of truth in that, but um, I'll be slightly contentious now as an engineer. They're not the smartest people that come out of Oxford and Cambridge, you know. Um, I've got friends. I you know. I could have gone there, then then I probably would have chosen not to go there. Oh, okay. Uh, you you went. I've got friends. Dot dot dot. What? Who went there and weren't that smart, or that didn't should have gone there? No, I've got fr- no no. I've got I've got friends who who, who went there. You know, I've got well, friends. Just, who, you've got friends. Uh, I'm sure yeah, you do I, have friends. Just, it was just something to drop in as yeah. part of the conversation that I've got friends because <laughs> nobody thinks I have. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I've got mates who went there. Um, and you kind of look at them and you think, well, they didn't really come up with a very good, good technical degree, you know, maths degrees or, or, or engineering degrees. They do something called engineering science there, and they're all very proud of it, the people who come out. And you think, well, yeah, um, nice, slightly useless. <laughs> OK, well, anyone listening from Oxford and Cambridge, please, please don't worry. Sorry about, sorry about some matters. Um, what about um, anyone who's kind of coming up through the ranks now in the education system and wants to know which direction to go in if they want to end up in F1. Is there a path or clearly you just have to forge your own, but are there, are there good steps, decent steps that you can take? Yeah, of course there are. And, you know, I'm, I'm being a bit ruthless with, with Oxford and Cambridge, um, but of course, you know, I always, you know, that they would be one of my first go-to colleges or, or two of my first go-to colleges, in fact, um, for, for, you know, young people coming through. I think you've got to have a good degree. You've got to show that you are technically um, very, very bright. Um, and that's always been the case in Formula One. Otherwise, you know, there's just no place for you. You just won't survive. Um, but I think on top of that, you've got to be doing something a little bit different. Um, you've got to, you know, there's this whole Formula student thing, which is good, but it's slightly prescribed. You know, it's a slightly prescribed thing of, of, of what the universities do. Um, but it, but that's not to belittle it. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a great advocate of 
of, of that. I'm a great supporter of it because I think that it, it kind of teaches people not so much about about racing cars or the technical side of it. It teaches them to work in a team, and I think that's important once you get into Formula One. Um, you've got to have a huge amount of resilience. You know, it's like it's like any business which has a a, a superficial glamour to it or whatever. Um, you've got to get in there and you've got to be be prepared to get down at the grassroots and really work your ass off. Can I say that? Absolutely. I've just said it. Just yeah. <laughs> um, and and take a lot of knocks mm. if you're going to succeed. You know, you've got to. And did you did you take a lot of knocks? Because it seemed well, it seemed that your path was actually fairly clear. I mean, you sort of stormed through from Jordan. Just tell us about those days, um, Fisichella's race engineer. Well, I did, yeah, and I and I did all that at a very young age. Mm. Um, and but, given that you didn't grow up till you were forty, <laughs> you were really young. Um, yeah, that's right. It, uh, no, I, I was I was very very young to be doing all of that um, when I started, and and you know I'm I'm eternally grateful for, to 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 Eddie Jordan. Um, although, don't tell him that he, he won't listen to this, will he? Um, I'm eternally. He's done gra- this podcast. He listens to them. That's it. Secrets Eddie. out. He loves you. He, you love yeah. him. Well, he does, yeah. And he always comes and he, he gets very excited when he's drunk and he says, well, he doesn't get drunk, does he? He's just hyper on life. And yeah. he says, and he says, he always says to me, I made you, I made you. Oh, I remember once being stood in, we, I was in a restaurant um, having dinner with uh, Sam Michael, who used to work at, at, um, McLaren. at McLaren and Williams and all the rest of it. And we were having dinner. And Sam come back with the best retort ever, which was we were sat there and, he, and, and, and Eddie came over, half cut again, and he said, and he said, I made you to... And, and, and Sam said to him, no, Eddie, we made you. <laughs> and I think that was the best retort ever. So I think we probably all made each other, but it was a great time. Um, and Eddie put a lot... He, he was kind of somebody who could see... I think he's like a, a bit of a talent spotter because there was a lot of good people who came through Jordan and then went on to do, to do other things, accelerated into, into other areas of Formula One. Um, and we were a good team at the time, you know. We were kind of this whole—I I hate the phrase actually because it's—it's it's oft misused, but punching above your weight kind of thing. But but Jordan was like that. It was like the little terrier. But it, I don't think I don't know whether it punched above its weight or everybody else just punched below their weight. You never really know in life, do you? Um, but definitely, let's say Jordan did as well as it could do. And it's always been a team, you know. When it's when it's transformed into Force India and now Racing Point, you know. Um, it's always been a team with that that culture behind it, so it was it was it was good times. And yeah, I went there um, as a data engineer on the test team, and I think within six months I was a race engineer on the race team. So it all kind of accelerated quite quickly. Spent a couple of you know about three four years there, I think, in the end. Um, and what sort of person were you if you could look back and describe yourself now? Oh, an idiot, utter idiot. Really? <laughs> sense just just as a just as a person you know just as oh, but all young lads are now i like quite often like i'll be on the tube or whatever and like just watching groups of like young men or, or youths thinking idiots idiots <laughs> um i but think did you, did you clash with physicella I, I seem to remember a story about that maybe you told me uh you seem to have got a lot of stuff that i've told you that i can't remember telling you <laughs> no, um, this is what happens when you go out drinking after a race yeah. <laughs> you glean your information it takes eight years but <laughs> comes up in a podcast years um, later I can't remember clashing with 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 Fizzy. I can remember well I can, I can remember we, we, we would have clashed because because yeah. I kind of um I'm no yeah exactly it's not a it wasn't a it's not a bad thing you know in terms of clashing 
aggressively, if you like. Um, I think you've got to have, you know, even when I when I you know become more senior and I've had lots of you know more and more people working for me, I quite like that really healthy environment of having conflict in the workplace. You know, a healthy amount of conflict, not like people like dragging each other over the desk and punching each other. Um, but having somebody who'll stand up and go, hang on a minute, is this right? Because mm. I think if you don't have that, you're all kind of just, you know, if it's very hierarchical and, you know, if, if it's my department and what I say is, is, is correct, it doesn't work and, and it will never work in a competitive environment like Formula One. So you've got to have that um, some amount of conflict and that, that could be conflict, you know, down a, you know, a, between... To, to individuals and it could be conflict between you know one side of a department and the other side of the department you've probably got to have somebody who arbitrates and marshals that yeah. that conflict but having a little bit of conflict is great so I've always been one um, that that would definitely you know kind of um, promote that and advocate it in, in the right way um, and probably you know when I was when I was a race engineer and, and, and the job was a lot smaller than a race engineer's job is now I'd say in some ways it was at least uh, we had more less less people working for us back then. Um, definitely having a little bit of conflict with you know the the, the data engineer or the the driver himself, I think is a good thing.